0: This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast.
1: Well, Lee, you know, let's say you work for a big brand, big corporation, well-known products, um, global type of situation. You're trying to manage smarter through the coronavirus. With that, our guest today is an expert in this. He's going to give us some great tips.
0: You know, and the other thing too is like so much is unknown about, you know, what the, what the future holds because, you know, the models have been wrong. The politicians have been wrong. The economists have been wrong so far and probably will be. And the only thing that's really certain is, is that you know, we think we know what's going to happen and then it's going to change, you know, and nobody really knows. So the, the, being agile and having imagination and bringing that to the game, some creativity to the game. Is absolutely going to be necessary for you to thrive in the next few months.
1: That's right. So, welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. We have Ben Gallagher with us today. I'm Audrey Strong. I'm the Vice President of Communications here at SalesFuel.
0: And I'm Celie Smith, the President and CEO of SalesFuel.
1: All right. So, Ben Gallagher, what an impressive guy. Founder, co founder of BNA. It's a creative management consultancy. Clients including Converse, Google, and Beats by Dre. Before he founded BNA, Ben was a journalist at MTV. And later was Sir David Frost, producer at Al Jazeera. What an amazing background. Then found himself leading Nike's efforts to make running appealing to young people. Um, that could be a challenge for those of us that have flat feet, but we'll discuss that later, right, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> and you pronate, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With COVID-19, he's here to give his tips on how to work and manage smarter through this time. Ben, thanks for coming to the microphones. Welcome, sir.
2: Thank you very much. Lovely to meet you both.
1: So one of the things that you wanted to talk about was to talk about building a positive culture at a time when everyone is working from home. You're kind of used to being mm. global in, in general. So how do you uh, boost up the troops?
2: Uh, good question. Good question. You know, I think, I think um, there are lots of different ways that you can boost up the troops, so to speak. And I think it's really about being able to respond to the moment that you're in. So up until obviously recent times, some of the greatest challenges... With a global business, was how do you unite a disparate workforce? People who aren't spending much time together, people who might work together for years but actually never meet in person. And so, for us, we were very often thinking about moments in a, a given week that we would bring people together to uh, learn, to share, to collaborate on projects. And um, we're now in a moment where we are trying to respond to a very fast-changing environment. Um, and situation and actually what we've been trying to spend a lot of time doing is trying to understand the people behind our colleagues, the humans that we are. Um, we find ourselves all um, in our bedrooms or in our lofts or in our kitchens with our kids and our dogs and our you know, uh, guards and all the rest of it running around the homes, our homes and we're suddenly starting to see different parts of each other's lives and so I think for us what we've been trying to do is focus in on who are we really as people and what is it about us as a, collect- a collective that can unite us what is, wh- where do we have similarities that we didn't think existed what differences do we have that we think that we can make the most of what can we learn from each other so for us at BNA it's very very much to do with who really are are we as people um, and what does that look like as a, as a collective group
0: no adversity will do that for you, though. I mean, it really reveals character and it really shows, you know, who you, who you really are because it, it's really, uh, it's really yeah. revealing, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it is really revealing. And, you know, I think too often we found with, with um, clients of ours that often team members, colleagues leave a large portion of their personality or their, their home life at the front door of the office. Um, and creating ways for people to feel safe and comfortable and vulnerable enough to be truly honest and open about who they are um, and what shapes them um, can reap dividends. And that's got to come throughout an organization from the very top to the very bottom. And, you know, we we have a saying at BNA that a fish rots from its head. And what we mean by that is that that um, intention to be Open to be empathetic to be curious of each other has to come from the very top of the organization, and people in teams have to see that happening uh, amongst uh, not only their peers but also their, their leaders. Um, and you know, the, the great thing is is when you start to discover about, about more about who somebody really is, you're always amazed, you're always inspired, um, you're always surprised, and, and you often find there is so much more to your to your colleagues than you, than you first thought.
0: You know, if you do it right, a situation like this can be very galvanizing to your team. So what tips could you offer then to managers and to leaders then to make a situation like this be galvanizing to, to your team? Um,
2: I think that's a great question. For me, there's a couple of things that you can do. The first one is accept the present reality. This is a situation we're in. There's no sugarcoating here. It's hard. It's super hard and we can't pretend that it's not. And so I think the first thing is, as a leader, a message to your team is we are going to accept where we are and we're going to be, we're not going to pretend that we're in a different kind of situation. Um, So that would be the first one. And linked to that, I think, is accept that we don't have lots of answers. We don't, as you said at the the beginning of this this podcast and your introduction to me, we don't know what next week looks like very often. And I think that the honesty and the vulnerability as a leader to say, I don't have all the answers right now, but this is what I'm doing or this is what we're collectively doing to try and figure things out um, is really, really important because what you don't want to do is consistently let people down with false hopes. Um, the third thing is, I think, um, to celebrate the small wins. Um sometimes they can be overlooked and on you know day-to-day business. Um, but focus in on small things that are giving people uh hope, giving people enjoyment, giving people satisfaction, and, and and at the same time um be empathetic and um willing to listen and support those who might not be finding it as easy as others or might be having their down day when others are having an up day, because it's a roller coaster for everybody, and so. For me, I think a way of summing all of that up is really to be willing to let go of past behaviors and past habits and models, and in many ways, expertise, and to be in the moment and to be intuitive, to be responsive, to be dynamic, and not try to hold on to things for too long. If things need to be let go of, let go of them. We're living on this in this very interesting time where we're all looking for certainty. And the truth is that certainty is really, really hard to find at the moment. And so what we have to do is be able to listen and respond to the micro nuances of how people are behaving in that moment and then move to the next moment, move to the next day, move to the next week. Um, And not uh, personally, I don't believe in in offering false hope either. I think it's about being grown up and vulnerable enough to say, we don't know the answer right now. So we're going to live here in the moment and we're going to forge paths many paths and see which one takes us in the right direction.
1: One of the other things that um, you wanted to offer advice on is, you know, this is Mm. cycling and rippling through it, different countries Mm. at different times. So in doing global business, if you have some international business or um, Mm. contacts, how do you engage Mm. with post-coronavirus countries like China when you're still locked down and they're loosening up and then the rhythms of this virus yeah
2: that's that's a great question i mean we we do a lot of um consumer research work in in the in the far east and in china in particular and we have our our studio there and our partners who work with us out in shanghai um and i think that what we've been trying to do is listen very carefully to um the journey that they're going on as they emerge out of the what seemingly is the kind of the big hit um, now whether it returns again it was such force we, we don't yet know um, I think we have to listen carefully to what's working and what's not out there but also be cognizant that that, that every country and every culture is different and the ways that people behave um, the ways that people uh, what makes people feel comfortable or safe are also different so we've been looking for clues from our China partners as to what they're finding works. So for example, people are um, in Shanghai have been returning to work, but they don't feel necessarily comfortable attending a research workshop with people they don't know. Mm -hmm. So they're willing to go to an environment where they feel they can trust people, but perhaps if they were asked to go to something where they didn't know the people there, that would make them feel uncomfortable at this stage. So again, I think it's just this principle of listening with nuance and looking for the nuances and not expecting, a country that might be further ahead uh, so to speak to give us all the answers we have to be able to then i think take take elements of that and then merge it with our own cultures and what is what we know of our own cultures and and how how they function um so the challenge with that is that in a global system and as a global business what you're trying to look for is replication and scale and i think it poses a bigger more interesting question of what does replication and scale what's it going to look like in the future? Um, and is it possible in the same way?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want to get your take on the value of creativity during a time like this, you know, so that, yeah. that, that unconventional thinker, uh, yeah. you know, whether they think out of the box or whatever, the person sometimes it doesn't follow the rules, they don't fit in mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, you mm-hmm. know, we all have a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. some, some more than others, like how valuable is that, and, you know, at a time like this and how do you put that to work for you?
2: personally i think it's critical i think it's probably the most important thing that we could deploy right now is our ability to think creatively and use sir ken robinson the british educator's definition of creativity the idea of original ideas that have value so we we, what we're excited about and interested in is thinking about ways that we can generate original ideas that are going to have an impact and have a value for ourselves or or for our clients and And for me, that's about drawing from the the broadest possible range of sources and stimulus that we can. How can we step out of the worlds that we've been in and might think that we're experts in and learn from totally different worlds? And and what's been interesting, I think, about this period of time so far is that we've suddenly realized that there are people performing what may have been perceived as um, unimportant jobs um, or not, not... uh, aspirational jobs who are in fact key workers, critical workers, you know, garbage collectors, um, the, the postal service, you know, these are kind of essential stock boys at the grocery that, store. Right, exactly, you know. And so, <clears throat> by reframing what we, um, how we see the world um, and employing our some of our softer skills, I think we might be able to look at things with a new light and a new, you know, a fresh pair of eyes. And um, this is the time for imagination. Um, What we've seen, I I think personally, is that the global global economic system that we have been uh, operating within has been undermined extremely quickly, extremely quickly, and it's shown how, just how, how fragile it is. And so if there is a moment to start to question fundamentals of how we've been living and operating um now's the moment to do it and i think that requires bravery it requires guts and it requires us to go to places that we might not normally go to to look for answers and look for for stimulus um and then to try stuff Um, try stuff out again it's a great moment to be able to attribute a failure to the fact that we're in this crazy time um, so people should feel confident being able to try stuff and not feel like all eyes are on them for the success. Um, we often talk at P&A about the only thing you find in a pigeonhole is is pigeon crap. Um, <laughs> this idea that if you are in a vertical sector and you only ever exist within your sector, your frame of reference and your field of vision is only as broad as that sector or that world, that- whatever that may be. Um, and so this is the moment to try and step out of that to uh, fill our minds with new stimulus. So is
0: that what you find in a rabbit hole then? <laughs> yes.
2: You could say, you could yeah. say, right. <laughs>
1: but you know, I complain all the time. I'm copying to this with Lee. Mm-hmm. I say to him, I don't have, I'm, I'm, I don't have enough time for thinking time. I need my thinking time. Mm-hmm. Now, and so now I've got a little bit more of that and I'm going to mm-hmm. use it with joy and purpose because yeah um i have it now and i want to bring him new ideas this is the time to do it
2: this is the time to do it this is the time to be able to connect with people that you might not have been able to connect with in the past there's never been an easier time to get a few people on a on a zoom call or or, you know whatever your chosen communications platform is um there are actually very low barriers to entry Mm -hmm. or accessing new points of view Mm-hmm. new stimulus and new ideas and I think it is a it's a it's a such an interesting moment because we're grappling with different uh pay, with multiple different paces I think we've got a long arc of what does this really all mean and that feels quite slow but then we've got the furious pace of everyday survival if especially if you're running a business or operating in a team alongside a um a kind of Uh, a rolling pace of day-to-day life as well, and things that are going on around us in our homes, our families, amongst our friends and loved ones. And so I think we're grappling with these different speeds. And I think, you know, I think Ben
0: is your boss is never going to be more receptive to new ideas than they are right now. Especially if they're admitting Mm -hmm. that they don't have all the answers. That's your clue right there. Is like, okay, they're going to be receptive to whatever you can bring them.
2: Yeah, that's right. And you know, if your boss turns around and says they do have the answers, I'd be careful to believe it Uh, because mm -hmm. nobody seems to have the answer right now. And and actually, I think the most important thing is to go, that's okay. That's okay. Therefore, it's a great opportunity to think Mm -hmm. about where they might come from. Hell, we don't even know the
0: questions right now. (laughs) Right. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And maybe that's part of the answer. We need to start to ask better questions of ourselves, of the way we live, of how we do business, you know, the world that we live in. And so if anything comes out of this, the idea that we might be asking more fruitful questions in the future would be great.
1: We've got about three minutes left. Um, question. How are you? So when this does, we do reopen, um, yeah. I kind of feel like this environment that we're working in that's got some benefits that we just talked about. It's, everybody's going to feel like they're being shot out of a cannon. So uh, how are you preparing your teams for go time?
2: Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think we are um, thinking about the time that we can spend between now and then um, to keep people's levels of learning up as high as possible and use okay. this as a great learning opportunity. But for example, we're just designing a, a probably a two-week internal learning program for everybody in the team. To learn new tools and skills that either we're developing at the moment, or that they haven't had the chance to skill themselves up on prior to this moment, um, and then we're also talking to everybody about um, how they feel about coming out of this and what that might mean for them. So, do they feel comfortable travelling if it's possible? Uh, would they be willing to go to different places if it's possible, etc., etc.? So, I think there's a kind of each person on a case-by-case basis and we're lucky enough to estimate the size where we can do that alongside what are their um, overall objectives for the year, what are our clients going to need and then what skills can we teach people in this period of time to prepare them for kind of going back out there and and frankly more than anything helping them to feel safe and comfortable that we've got their backs, we've got their best interests at heart and um, we're going to continue to only do the very best work with the greatest integrity.
1: Fantastic. Well, Ben, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. com is the website if you want to engage with Ben, and um, Ben Gallagher on LinkedIn as well. Um, live from England, it's been great having you. And, and when do you – you have no idea when you're going get, to get, get back
2: to work. I don't know. I you literally are stuck, right? I wish I could answer that question. I am okay. I'm stuck. I'm stuck right now, as is everybody, so – yeah, we'll see. I'll be back soon.
0: I see, yeah, um, I hope, hopefully uh, we'll. You know the internet's we'll a wonderful thing. It is. We'll get to see the uh, Portland Timbers play the Columbus Crew uh, again sometime real soon. And uh, I'm
2: looking close. forward to it, and I'm, I'm hopeful of the uh, of the result already.
1: <laughs> 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 I love Don't it. Be too hopeful. <laughs> 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 oh, on that note, I'm
2: out. Great, great tips, right. Ben. Thank you, thank you, you. very much. Lovely <laughs> to meet okay. you. Cheers. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.